So let's hear about your training. I'm guessing there's not a whole lot of running training mm-hmm. in your Yeah, I, your I did right a now. little I always do a little bit of running in the off season. This was probably the least running I did in the past ten years. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the latest episode of the Matchbox Podcast powered by Ignition Coach Co. I'm your host, Adam Saban, and this week I decided to throw a little curveball at the crew and brought back an old segment from when the show first started. Instead of playing off listener-driven topics, I pitched the question of what are you training for? I figured it'd be fun for us to share the ins and outs of each of our training and give you all a little glimpse behind the curtain of how we are applying some of what we talk about here on the show into our own training programs. Also, next week we're having a guest on the show who is a physical therapist specializing in work with mountain athletes of all kinds, including cyclists. So if you have any PT-specific related questions you'd like to share, now's your chance. Today's show is also brought to you by Flow Formulas. Most athletes are well into their base training this time of year, which makes for a great opportunity to get a jump start on your on-the-bike nutrition optimization. So head over to flowformulas.com today to look through their suite of offerings and use the discount code MATCHBOX when checking out. As always, if you like what you hear, please share this with your friends and leave us a five-star review. And if you have any questions for the show, you can drop us an email at matchboxpod at gmail.com with the email title of the Matchbox Podcast, or you can head on over to ignitioncoachco.com and fill out the Matchbox Podcast listener question form. All right, let's get into it. Okay, so this week, I'm going to throw a little bit of a curveball at you guys. It's kind of a curveball. It's Some of it's familiar. So when we first started the show two years ago, we... We started have we had a segment that we called "What are you training for?" and we kind of segued away from that. We wanted to get more into like you know shorter, um, kind of abbreviated, focused conversations on training specifically. But I thought it'd be fun to just check in every once in a while and just talk about what are we all training for? Because we're all coaches and we're all athletes and we all have goals and we've talked about some of those goals and. Uh, I think it'd be interesting for some of the listeners to hear some of the ins and outs of what we put into our own training. And I think it's kind of cool right now. I'm pretty sure all four of us are back to being self-coached, which means we have like full control over what we're doing. So I think it'd be interesting for each of us to talk a little bit about what are we training for? What's kind of the ins and outs of our training program right now and kind of what we've got our eyes on? Like, what is that prize that we're keeping keeping us motivated actually i'm coaching i'm coaching dylan he just doesn't know it (laughs) (laughs) uh drew you want to kick us off great um training um like big picture or like literally what i'm doing right now no let's let's give a little like you know a cute view of like you know what does your training look like right now and then you give us kind of like a big picture of like what you're kind of working towards um you know overall Yeah, right now I'm kind of getting into tempo workouts. I've done two or three tempo sessions. All of them have been on the trainer so far, which is I've been purposely doing that so that I can spend less time on the trainer and more time outdoors when I'm doing my endurance rides. So I think I've ridden the trainer three times and all three of those have been tempo sessions. Um, And then I'm doing two, maybe three gym sessions a week, but at least two, sometimes three. I'm running for an hour twice a week just to bulk up the endurance. Um, and I'm liking that because I can do it in the mornings and it adds an extra hour of endurance. But yeah, I think the biggest thing I'm trying to do right now is to get up to about 25 hours per week consistently. And for that to feel comfortable, I think that's like my main goal right now. And that, and for me, I, I count my gym, my running and my riding as the total 
weekly hours. So like if I do three gym sessions and two runs, that's five hours right there. And so then I'm doing, you know, 20 ish hours on top of that. And I'm getting pretty close to that. I mean, I'm only like, I think I'm only in my fourth week back of training after taking a transition period after cross nets. And so, um, yeah, I'm just now starting to like introduce some workouts in there and I'm starting to get to that more of a comfortable high volume number. But I think that's my primary goal for the whole year is to try to get comfortable at 25 hours. Cause last year I was pretty comfortable at like the 20 to 22 hour range. And I think if I'm going to be doing the last year, I was racing more crits and this year I'm doing way more high volume racing. And so I think that high volume training is going to be a requirement or a necessary change. Um, yeah, I think that's what most of well, it. And, and for like some of those tempo sessions that you started to introduce in the last couple of weeks, are those focused tempo sessions or are you just kind of broadly doing tempo? Like, are, are you doing like a, you know, set three by 20 or how are you doing? Yeah, those? I'm a, I'm the kind of guy that does like sets of a specific number. That's just how I operate. Um, and so going into the workout, I have like an idea of like, okay, I want to do three or four 20 minute sessions. Yesterday, I was kind of crunched on time, so I did three 30-minute chunks um, Mm. to try to see. Because I think, like, in these races, tempo, you've got to be able to do tempo for a long time. And so I think the more comfortable I get doing tempo, like, I'd like to push that number, you know, over the two-hour mark of, like, where in one session I'm doing more than two hours worth of tempo. And so that ride of 3 by 30 was all in the trainer? Yeah, it was a two-hour trainer workout. I was drenched in sweat. CJ was like, "Do you want me to turn the? Yeah, do you is... want? Do you want me to turn the fan on?" And I was like, "No." Wait, because you I, did this without a fan? You've been doing it without the yeah, fan because if because of heat tra- heat training also wow. is like is like altitude training, and so I'm like, no fan. So I was like, literally like in a puddle of sweat yesterday. Like she came into the basement awesome. and said the basement smelled like sweat. <laughs> I'm sure it did. <laughs> I believe it. Yeah. yeah. So how long will you stay in this like tempo phase before you start getting into some higher intensity stuff? Um, I've talked about this before, but I like to mix a little bit of intensity with my tempo. I'm not doing that yet. I'll probably do that um, in a couple couple weeks. I'm going to Florida. We're going to Florida next week. So I'll do a lot of volume down there. And then I'll take a rest week after that. And then after that rest week, I'll probably start to mix in some temp- uh, tempo with intensity. And I'll do that for cool. at least a month before I do any kind of like threshold specific workouts. Okay, cool. Yeah. So you're doing like a, you know, entire block of just, just tempo yeah. and endurance yeah. riding. Yeah. My cool. first race is that BW Arizona and that's only in like a month or so from now, but it's a really low priority race. I think my f- five weeks. Yeah, I think so. I booked my flight and all that this week. So I'm, I'm definitely going. <laughs> um, and then <laughs> I've got a couple big races that I want to do well at, but I like the mid South, and bwr utah but like i think my first like somewhat high priority race isn't going to be until like the sea otter bwr california block that i'm doing at the end of april so i'm not really worried about like where my base goes because like that's when i really want to be fast is from the end of april to like the middle of june okay cool man caitlin before we before we started you start you started to talk i think drew asked if you had any new bikes in the works and you said no i'm not even bike racing anymore i'm just cross-country skiing let's let's hear about that let me clarify i do still have bike races on the calendar my focus still is breck epic for this year and i also want to do well at tahoe trail but yeah we moved to flagstaff and i had uh i took a lot of time off i took like almost it felt like just three months off and 
we had this cross country move to make and yeah, I was just tired. So, um, yeah, we, uh, this before jumping right into like full blown bike training, I wanted to take advantage of the, the Flagstaff lifestyle and, and run a lot and learn how to skate ski. And there's, okay. It's a very non-competitive race I'm told, but there is a ski race, a Nordic race at the end of, uh, February that I'm excited about. So you're doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so you weren't lying. How long you actually it? are doing Nordic ski. I don't know yet. There's a, yeah, yeah. There's a 5k and a 10k. So I don't know which one I'm going to do yet. 10k. That's not that long, um, is it? I have no idea what skates. I kind of six know miles. what skate skiing is, but it's hard. Isn't yeah, it? it is. It's hard when the uh, conditions yeah, are it hard. It takes a ton of technique. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And very conditioned uh, specific. So, so are you like, have you just been going to the Nordic Center and like renting skis and stuff like that? Yeah. When the snow is good, it hasn't been that good. I think February it'll be better, I hope. But like Drew running twice a week, um, strength training two to three try to do three times per week but usually it's like two times and then the third time is like lighter body weight stuff but i am doing two bike workouts per week i have a lot of athletes who are training for unbound that live in um, places that have significant winters and so this time of year it's hard for them to do a lot of volume so we're doing more of a reverse periodization um, starting with, you know, VO2, anaerobic capacity, repeatability, focused on stuff like that. And then they're getting the rest of their aerobic base, if you will, from running and skiing. And so I too decided to to hop on that train and I think that'll be set up pretty well for sweet where I am and then where I want to be come Breck in August. So that's what's going on. Cool. Yeah. And Kaylin, I'm curious, two, two questions, follow up questions. The first one, since you're maybe taking a little bit of emphasis off of bike racing this year, maybe, maybe you'd say like a little less pressure on bike racing. It seems like, you know, you're, you've got two big goal events, but you know, you're not setting out to try and conquer the UCI cross country mountain bike, you know, series, right. Um, are your gym sessions, do they look any different now that you're maybe trying to be a little more kind of well, overall well-rounded athlete versus cycling specific? Um, yes and no. I think I did a lot of cycling specific things before a lot of single leg stability, things like that. And we, our gift to each other, Blaine and I for Christmas was a full gym setup. So now that we have a rack and a barbell, mm-hmm. I decided to do three rep max testing for barbell squat, deadlift row and bench. And I've been like focusing on getting all of those up just for like full body functional fitness. And that's been fun to actually see progress. Whereas I wouldn't have done that before. Cool. I didn't what really lifts again? do a uh, barbell row, bench row. press, back squat and deadlift. Okay, cool. And then are you uh, like each, each of your days? So you said you're, you know, trying to get in the gym two to three days a week. Are you focused on like a, you know, muscle group each of those days? Or are you doing like full body workouts each day? Yeah, it's, it's, it's full body pretty much every day. Like one day I'll do those four, five, those four exercises, um, in a circuit and then, well, no, do like two sets of whatever. Anyway, um, go through those. And then on another day I'll do like more accessory work. And then 
day three is is pretty much like full body functional fitness again, but with like kettlebells and and free weights instead of just like the barbell. Um, okay. So I mean, cool. yeah, pretty much every day is is full body, but yeah. Cool. Yeah, it sounds fun. Um, my other question. So you got this ski race coming up, which is <laughs> a, a new endeavor it's for be you. So you know, sad. you just started don't, skiing. Don't make me talk about it um, after. Are you? <laughs> are you are you doing anything to try to train specifically for that? Like, are you putting together any kind of training structure, or is this just like, hey, I'm going to go, yeah, uh, ski with my friends and just kind of get through it? It is. I've always thought it was a super aerobic um, exercise, and that's like a super aerobic activity, and that's why I wanted to get into it. But it doesn't become an aerobic activity until you're good enough <laughs> to like go hard. Right now, it's all technique and. Yeah, I'm just trying to yeah. protect my... How are you learning that technique? Uh, just, I have a friend in town um, who I actually coach. It was pretty pretty awesome that I got set up with with them. Um, Blaine and I both have a couple in Flagstaff. So I have her, Blaine has him, and uh, they both are the Nordic mm. ski coach, the Nordic um, coaches for the team here. And they've said, oh, just, just oh, show, really? yeah, just show okay. up to team practice. And uh, yeah. Wow, that's cool. So is Blaine skiing too? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's it's a lot of technique. Uh, I, I kind of equate it similar to swimming. Like you can get in the pool and try to swim faster by just swimming harder. And you're probably not actually going to go any faster. You're just going to waste your energy. Uh, it's, you know, it's not until you really get that technique down with skiing that you get to go faster. You get to go longer um, and I don't have the technique down even yet. Oh, I was I mean, going to say every single time I, thought I go you were out a seasoned, skiing. seasoned pro. How long have you been skiing? No, I just started skiing a year ago. Oh. It was like, it was like exactly a year ago. And so, I, I mean, I've probably only skied for 40 or 50 hours at this point, um, which is a nothing, but it's not yeah. enough to be proficient in it. So like I'm proficient enough that I can go out and do like, I can do workouts like zone two workouts, no problem. And, you know, I can do probably up to two hours. It's kind of my limit. Uh, but I'm not good enough yet to where I would say I could go do like a VO2 max workout. I was hoping to be there, but I'm I'm not quite efficient at it enough yet to where I could do that. Um, I can certainly like go out and hit VO2 max, but it's not going to be like, it's not going to be as high quality, I don't think, as it would be running or on the bike. Yeah. Um, we'll see. Maybe I'll get there during this next training block, but uh, that that was my 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 hope for this winter was to be able to do some VO2 max work, workouts on the skis, but um, it's it's condition dependent too. Yeah. We we tend to not have super great snow all winter. You know, like we'll get blocks of you know a couple weeks or a month of good snow. So it, it depends. We have pretty decent snow right now, but it's going to be pretty warm next week. So it might it might fade away. Get ready, mark your calendar. I think it's February twenty fourth or twenty sixth. Pondo Ski Classic. Mm. <laughs> There you go. I, I don't think I'm I'm at the level where I'm going to be traveling across the country for a 10k ski race yet. <laughs> you know, cycling is probably the, the, the least uh, technique. Um, it's probably the endurance sport where technique matters the least, and uh, I have to say I'm pretty happy about that. My yeah, my running tech my running <laughs> technique when I used to run cross country was really bad. I'm a really heavy heel striker. Mm. So were you super injury prone? Yeah, then? I guess maybe not as a no. As a kid. I was I mean, even as a kid. Like I, at the oh, end really? of cross country season at 16 years old, I was hobbling around school like I was a 70 year old man. <laughs> <laughs> 
So let's hear about your training. I'm guessing there's not a whole lot of running training in your Yeah, I, your I did right a now. little I always do a little bit of running in the off season. This was probably the least running I did in the past ten years in the off season. I just I, I ran a little bit, but not very much at all. Um but at this point I'm I'm into the base season. Uh I'm I haven't done a whole lot of intensity, just kind of a little bit of maintenance intensity here and there. Uh, but I'm planning to get into some some regular te- weekly tempo sessions soon here. Um, and also, I think that one of the big changes that I want to make this year is is I really want to try to do year-round weightlifting. Uh, I, I usually say that at this time of the year, and then at some <laughs> point, it, it just my schedule gets to be too much with racing and training and I let it go, but I'm, I'm really want to make a conscious effort to keep weightlifting in my training all year this year and see if that makes a difference. What? And so so like right now I'm guessing, you know, since you're in the base season, you're doing probably heavier strength training, like maybe a little bit higher volume. Yeah. My, I mean, my heavy, heaviest strength training was in the off season. And now I would, I would probably call it more maintenance lifting at this point. Um, although maybe it's a little bit heavier maintenance lifting than I will be doing in say three or four months. Um, but I would definitely call it maintenance lifting. I, this off season, I did get stronger than I've ever been. Like my lifts were heavier than they've ever been in the past. So nice. Cool. So, Let's when see your when you get into on, good, you know like, the actual quad race flex right now, just show a us. quad flex. <laughs> I don't know if you can see that on the camera. <laughs> I don't know if you can see it in person. <laughs> uh, when when you get into the season, I mean, do you like usually what happens when you get into the race season is like you you end up taking a week or two off because you're like busy traveling or racing, yeah. and then before you know it, you're like, oh, it's been two weeks. I'm I, uh, it's too far gone. I'm just not even going to get back in the gym. I'm going to get too sore. Or, mm-hmm. You know, I've already lost too much. Like, how are you going to try and hold yourself accountable to like stick into that year round? Yeah, training? I mean, I think that I'm not going to let myself go more than a week and a half without lifting. Um, so he's going to travel to a race with a squat yeah. rack. Well, no, I mean, I'll just, ha- I'll, I'll just have to get that Planet Fitness. <laughs> I'll just have to suck it up and pay, pay uh, for a one day pass to gym to to go to a gym for 30 minutes. I mean, these maintenance sessions are so short. Like it's going to it's going to cost me money to do this, but it, if it's if it's a performance difference, it's worth it, you know? Um sure. like I'm going to pay I'm going to shell over like 20 bucks for a one-day pass, do three squats and then leave the gym, but it, you know, if if there is if there's a gain from doing that, I'm willing to do that. Uh and I think that, you know, on on Weeks where I've got back to back race races, which there are there are weeks like that in the in the calendar. I think that probably what will have to happen is that if say it's a Saturday race, I'll probably have to go to the gym on Sunday, which I won't I won't feel great in the gym, that's for sure. And but uh then we're getting into the the week leading into the next race, and I don't want to have sore rate sore legs for the next race. So um I think that's probably what I'm gonna have to do. Did you say the day after a race? Because mm-hmm. so what what's the other option? You could wait until the middle of the week well, and then your legs are kind of sore for the race coming up. Just do it the day of the well, race. I have a just question. do it later that day. Yeah, you could do that too. <laughs> so some people consider their maintenance phase just like doing body weight stuff or they travel with like 
mini, like those little mini bands and do stuff that way. Why is your maintenance like still continuing to lift heavy? I mean, I wouldn't call it heavy. It's just the quads are an extremely strong. It's the strongest muscle group in your body. I mean, maybe it's glutes. I don't know. There's it's you're essentially like leg extension is your strongest movement in your whole body. And if you are doing that with only your body weight, that's, that's almost no load on your, on your muscles, uh, Mm -hmm. with how strong they are. So I, I wouldn't even call this heavy lifting. I mean, it's going to be less than half of what I can lift in the middle of the off season when I'm at my strongest. And it's because I'm not trying to even get close to maxing out, but you do need a, some sort of load on the muscles in order to stress them. You can't just squat your body weight and call that enough, in my opinion. Yeah, so we we have this thing. It's like a band system, which is like a TRX progressive band system. Yeah. No, it's, it's not. Well, TRX is a little different. No, oh, I love TRX. I mean, you could maybe call it similar to that, but it's um, you know, you just like you can you can connect a series of progressive bands mm. to a bar. And then you can do different exercises using that. Um, so that could be something like you consider like getting it's like, I think it was like 75 bucks or something and just throw it in your car. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, it makes it easy for when you're in those situations where you don't have access to a mm-hmm. gym, you know, or like you just want to do like in your hotel room or in the parking lot or something like that. Um, yeah. Cause yeah, you might not always have access to a gym with some of the places you're going. Yeah. That's potentially an option that I could look into. Yeah. Cool. So, so give us a, uh, Give us an example of what one of your gym sessions looks like in the off season versus during the, Yeah, I mean, you, you kind of touched on what you're going to be doing during the maintenance phase, you know, just a handful of squats here and there, but let, let's hear like what, what a normal routine would look like for you. Sure. So let's, let's do peak off season uh, when I'm at my strongest and heaviest versus I like the middle of the race season, because those are going to be two wildly different gym sessions. So can we, tr- yes. can we trust, can we trust the numbers you're about to give us during the max <laughs> lifting phase? Like take this with a grain of salt people. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna, you're gonna have to come down to Brevard and witness it for yourself. If you want. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I believe you. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, I wasn't going to give you numbers, but I can give you numbers if you want me to. Dude. No, you do not. Just, let's just hear the, routine. Yeah, the yeah. numbers, dude. <laughs> people want to know how strong is Dylan Johnson. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, I'll give you numbers, but yes. again, those those numbers are relative to me, right? So they're not necessarily yeah. applicable to everyone. Um, so in when when I'm in, in like the strongest phase of the off season, I will go to the gym, do a five minute war- warm up on the stationary bike trainer. Um, at I, I mean the one that. I have doesn't tell you watts, but it's probably a pretty low wattage. It's literally just to get the legs moving. And then I'll do a warm up with the bar and then I'll throw a plate on and that's that's another warm up set. And then I'll throw another plate on and that's another warm up set. And then I think I'll get to my actual hard uh my actual hard sets when I've got two plates on each side and then probably either a ten or a twenty-five on top of that so i don't know i need to do quick math here to figure out are what the that is plates total. 40 are the plates 45 pounds it's, it's either 245 or 275 yeah. in the in the mid 200 pound range is like what um and then what are you doing with that so then i'm doing 
four to six squats. And that is almost to, I would say that that's at going to about a nine out of 10 uh, perceived exertion. Nine out of 10 in the gym means you have one rep in reserve, meaning if you went as hard as you possibly could until you couldn't lift one more rep, you would have, that would be a 10 out of 10. And then one rep in reserve is you went one before that. So you theoretically had one more in you. So usually I'm going to it. So about a nine, an eight or a nine with that. Okay. So yeah, like when you say four to six, it, it might depend on how you're feeling that day. Yeah. Like if that day I, uh, a nine is uh, five, then you're right. doing five. You're not going to try and hit that six just to just yeah, to do exactly. It. So it's it's kind of like doing VO two max intervals. I'm not I'm not telling myself okay, I need to do six of these. I'm telling myself I need to do as many of these as I can until I get at get to a nine out of ten, and then I need to stop. And sometimes that's four, sometimes that's five, sometimes that's six, depending on how I feel. Sure. Um, so I'll probably that's that's with squats and I'll probably do maybe four sets of squats and then I go to deadlift. I know that there are some people that don't like deadlifting and squatting in the same day and I can see that. Uh I think Scott for example will do a day of deadlifting and a day of squatting. Uh that's I usually I do. don't do that. I separate yeah. them. Yeah. There's a there's plenty of people that separate them. I think that's probably a fine way to do it, but I don't I usually don't separate them. Um and also, I do my deadlifts with the hex bar, uh, which you can lift more weight with the hex bar. And I'll throw, I usually throw three plates on each, on each side. So that's what, 315? Yeah. And again, that's, that's four to six reps with, with that. And I'll probably do in two to three sets of deadlifts. And then I'll do some accessory lifts like uh, box steps or lunges or some, some other one leg deal um and it'll probably be around 10 sets total okay so i'm curious are you are you the kind of guy that because i actually don't know i I, i'm not even sure with you know what your answer is going to be here are you the kind of guy that goes there with a plan like you've got it laid out either on like a notebook or in your phone or something like that and like you know exactly what you're going to do or do you just go there you might know like okay i'm going to do deadlifts and squats today but uh maybe i'll do some uh you know uh, single leg, uh, Romanian deadlifts, or maybe some, you know, box squats, you know, or I mean, box jumps mm-hmm. or like, you know, like, do you, do you have that laid out or do you just kind of go off of whatever you feel like doing that day? Uh, I don't have it on a notebook or a phone, so it's not written down, but I do know what I'm going to do when I go there, I guess just in my head. <laughs> Mental okay. note. And how are you tracking everything? <laughs> Also in your head? I, yeah, I don't I don't write down how much I lift. I, it's also in my head. Okay. Yeah. Cuz for you this is just it's to supplement your your bike performance, right? So like yeah. you don't have a set goal of like I'm I'm going to stay in this strength training phase until I can do 375 deadlift eight times. Mm-hmm. Like that's not you don't have that kind of strength goal here like you're specifically looking to enhance your bike performance. So for you, it's probably not as relevant or necessary to track your uh, strength training progress as much. Yeah, and and the thing about it is that the the off season or the weightlifting season um, is about two months, and the the first month of that two months is like is you're just building up strength. So every single session, you're lifting more and more, and you're you're kind of getting to the point where you're not as sore after these sessions. 
and you're doing very little work on the bike. And then in the second month, I feel like that's when you can really start to lift heavy. And so it's really only about a month out of a 12 month year that you're actually lifting really heavy (laughs) if you're a serious cyclist, in my opinion. And that's not enough time to go through phases with your lifting, in my opinion. So yeah, cool. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, Yeah, I kind of figured you weren't the guy that walked into the gym with a clipboard. But yeah, I don't know. I could very well be, but I'm not. <laughs> he is the guy that goes to the gym in his vans, though. Come on, dude. Vans are sick. <laughs> I mean, vans are not the worst strength training shoes. Yeah, real minimal. You wouldn't want to do like any agility work in those. Mm. But yeah, like flat shoes. You know, pretty if, pretty if good you're stability. Just doing, if you're just doing squats and deadlifts, I, there's some weightlifting snobs that are gonna hate that I say this, but if you're just doing squats and deadlifts i don't know that your shoe even matters that much yeah i just was talking about how lame it looked yeah are you kidding me bro dude bands are sick <laughs> bands are dope dude. i know i know i literally the only shoe that i own is a van but i don't work out in vans it's a van <laughs> you just have one yeah, van. i have a van not even a pair yeah. <laughs> i do them barefoot uh, the best yeah i mean yeah you wow. could if you, you could, go to a gym i wouldn't do it but if you're yeah. The, the floor is probably gross at a gym, but yeah, I mean, depends on depends on what gym you do go to. Squats and deadlifts. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I don't think your footwear matters if you're doing squats, especially and deadlifting. Mm-hmm. It, it matters yeah. to the to the to the IGers out there, dude. It, that matters for the gram. <laughs> I, I don't know what you're trying to get at here. Yeah. <laughs> you wore vans because it looks. He's cooler. just telling you to stop posting pictures in the gym, I mean, squatting with your. Yeah, that's what exactly. I'm saying. If. If it doesn't translation, if it doesn't matter what <laughs> footwear you have, then just wear the coolest looking footwear, which is Vans. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you got me. You got me. Fair enough. That's a good argument. That is a Fair good enough. argument. Adam, okay, it's yeah. your turn. I think. So, oh, yes. Okay. I don't know. I mean, yeah. Unless we have any more questions for Dylan, uh, I didn't. I didn't talk about my race. Uh, That's race what I was going to ask. Oh yeah, it's way short. It's way yeah. shorter. I'm in and out of the gym in like twenty to thirty minutes. So I get in, warm up on the bike for five minutes. Uh, I do a warm up set with just the bar, and then I stop at the bar plus uh, plates on both sides. So forty five on both sides. So one thirty five. What is that? One thirty five. Yeah, one thirty five. So I stop at one. So that is a that's that's like half of what I'm lifting in the off season, right? Potentially, um, maybe not wow. quite half, but that's less than I. That's less than I thought. I know it's. What do you mean you stop there though? Like you, I don't, you don't do any anything. I don't go heavier. He- I I'll, don't go heavier than that. And then I'll maybe reps? do okay, yeah, two probably six to ten reps with that, and then I'll do only two sets, and then I'll probably do two sets of box jumps, like ten box jumps onto I don't know a fairly high box, like a box that comes up to my waist or something like that, and then I'm I'm out. That's it. That's the gym session. So you're not doing any deadlifting or... I mean, occasionally I uh, could throw in a deadlift instead of squat, or maybe I'll have a day where I deadlift instead of squat. Uh, but again, it's not going to be It's not going to be very heavy. Like It's going to be probably 50% of the weight that I would lift in, at my heaviest in the off-season. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a big mistake that I've made in the past is not maintaining... Because, I mean, I've done similar where... Like I'll transition even from doing traditional squats to just doing like a goblet squat or something like that. Mm -hmm. 
And I think I've I've neglected the posterior chain too much to where I like, have let the like my you know low back and glute muscles like go completely dormant almost. Um, so that's why I was curious if you're like why you're not even doing. I mean, you'll 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 hit some of that with the with the squat. I mean, the squat, if you're going to do one exercise, you know, doing a traditional back squat is probably the one. But mm-hmm. um, I, I was just curious why you're neglecting the uh, to do I, both. I'll of them. throw. I mean, I will throw deadlift in there occasionally. <clears throat> Uh, but I'll probably be doing sure. more squats than I will be doing deadlifts. Okay. What were you gonna ask, Drew? It sounds like you're undergluted. I heard that phrase like a year ago, and I like it. Un- undergluted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, yeah, I'm actually going through it right now. I have such a severe anterior pelvic tilt that my my lower back literally can't can't like I can't tilt my pelvis any further forward oh, wow. in like a, when I'm just standing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's that, it's that excessive. So I'm going through that right now because my glutes are like basically non-existent and my quads are like super tight. Wow. Uh, and I've got low back issues. Why do you have non-existent so glutes? You that. do all this exercise. Dude, I don't know. I just like, I, I've always had really weak glutes for some reason. I, I don't know if I just have never figured out how to truly activate it's them. Like golf. It's, but it's also been like, it's, it's been like four years since I've gone to the gym and done like deadlifts. Mm-hmm. Have you ever I just, done? That? I haven't had a gym membership in like four years. Have you ever done that, uh, Dr. Eric Goodman foundation training video, like the twelve minute for cyclists? Oh, mm, <laughs> you just wait. I don't know if I have. Oh, it's gonna light you, you should up. Send it to me. Um, I will. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. yeah. It's part of my morning routine lately. Is I'm trying to get in the habit of focusing specifically on uh, fixing my anterior is this pelvic tilt or after you take so. a cold shower because I took a cold shower for the first time this morning. I thought you said it, did it yesterday. No, 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 I said I didn't have the motivation to do it yesterday. I said I didn't do it, and then oh. I said, I know, and then I said, it, you have to be really motivated. Like, you need to know the night before that you're getting in the, the cold shower oh, in the morning, 100%. and I didn't do that. And Absolutely. So, so I didn't do it. So then last night, I put my clothes in the bathroom, like in the other bathroom, not in our bedroom, so that I wouldn't wake up CJ. And so I knew yeah. that as soon as I woke up, I was getting in that cold shower, and I did it, and it was pretty do you get your head wet or just your body? Yeah, so I I start with three to ten minutes of a normal shower, so like oh. kind of warm the body up first. Um, and there's some research that shows like the contrast therapy mm. like that, like you're doing hot to cold. Hot to cold is actually beneficial. Um, I mostly just do it uh, because I want to take like a normal shower first, okay. usually. So no, I just want like I'll do to that, cold. and then yeah, I mean you can like and that's fine. Like that's that's like the. Uh, more traditionalist way to do it i would guess uh, um, probably only did it say, for like 90 seconds <laughs> i was gonna say that yeah so, so that's what i was gonna say so so i so you know anywhere from three to ten minutes Normal. of standard shower and then i have a timer like I, I put the timer on my phone so i'm watching the countdown and and that's how i that's how i trick myself into doing it because you don't want to do it like you, your body doesn't want to expose itself like a lot to of like motivation severe yep. cold and pain like yeah so like i just like okay I, arbitrarily like i'll look at the timer and it's like you know 452 i'm like okay at five o'clock at five minutes i'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. flip on the cold and then as soon as it hits five i flip it on like it's just like you take that decision out of your mind and then do that for three minutes um but i always start with my head actually mm, okay. for me like starting with the head is actually the easiest um and then like i'll start with my head like the and then i'll do like the, a 360 oh the back That's is like, like once you get to your back it, like, like, takes your breath away i yeah. was like <laughs> Yeah, it's like having shock. I was like going into shock. Once you get to once your back is like turned to it, 
that's when you know like you're deep into it and it's like all right now yeah. i can do this like you can commit to it um and after the first minute it gets a lot mm, easier okay that's that's i think what most people like they they don't get past that turning point where it starts like your mm. skin starts to get numb or whatever your body just gets used to it so like they you know they'll only last for 45 seconds which is fine like you can do it for as long as you want but once you get past that minute or minute and a half threshold like once i hit three minutes i could do another three minutes if i wanted All right, to so i want to I, I do want to know because you told me to do it and i did it but what why why yeah. what is your why do you think it's good to do it? I know we've taken a complete turn on this podcast, but we were literally talking about this the let's, other day. Why don't we so let's let's do let's save it. Let's save that for another episode. Right, I'll just keep yeah, doing. We could, just, maybe we could do an entire episode on like cold mindlessly plunge. doing we, it. We've gotten a couple questions on on okay. cold plunging. I'll just keep mindlessly and I know doing it. Kate, Kate does some cold plunging yeah. just because Adam I think says it's, it's you good. guys have sauna and cold plunge. Yeah, I think it's easier than cold showers. To be honest, even like going really cold. Like I mm, no. I don't like cold showers. I've I've heard that. All right. Wait, one quick question though. Uh, Did you turn the shower warm after or did you get out? Because supposedly the real adaptation happens when you self warm. Like you don't then get into the sauna. You don't yeah, yeah, you don't Yeah. So oh and that's that's where it came from. Uh, Drew, you were asking about the like do I do the exercises before or after? So the Hmm. cold shower is literally the first thing I do. It's like I wake up, I'm in the cold shower within Five Hit yourself minutes. with that adrenaline right at the beginning of the day. Yeah, dude, you, you don't, and then you don't need caffeine. You don't need anything, man. That that wakes you up so much. Like you could go for hours on that. It, it gives me such an adrenaline rush. Like I've considered. Oh, we gotta save it. We gotta save doing it. that midday yes. just to like wake up. I know. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll save it. But then I so I do my exercises after that. So I've been doing like push ups and body weight squats kind of immediately after that to like help warm myself up. Nice. Um, and then I'll do my my pelvic exercises after that. Dylan, your first race is the Mid South. It is, and you're gonna, and you, that will be your transition from base phase to build phase. Is that right? No, I'm gonna be peaking for Mid South. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Right, it'll, still hear about, it'll be the transition. We still gotta hear about Adam's season. Yeah. Yes. All right, Adam, fire away. Well, I can go quick because mine's probably pretty short. Yeah, uh, Dylan, you talked. You so, talked too much. Yeah. I so it was actually it wasn't until yesterday that I actually had anything that I feel like I was training for yesterday because yesterday I signed I signed up for oh, the that's right yesterday. The single speed. Now I like actually have yeah. I actually have bro yeah, you could win that hundred mile single speed race oh, no win the single speed Adam. I don't do that why do you, I mean that's why let's I signed do. up for let's it, go I'm not gonna have any chance of winning anything else uh, and I I've kind of like decided this year I want to like force myself to do some hard things when I'm given the option. Just like, I don't know. I mean, not that bike racing isn't hard, but like if I could do the 100 mile race with gears or do the 100 mile race without gears or with only one gear, uh, it's like, yeah, I'll just do the do the single speed race. Let's see how it goes. Um, so, yeah, signed up for that yesterday. So that gives me like a little bit more, uh, I wouldn't say motivation. Like I still feel like I've been pretty motivated to train lately, but it gives me a little more direction, uh, like something to kind of like look forward to countdown, like, you know, it's seven weeks away. So, I've, you know. Uh, I'm not going to alter my training at all, probably other than maybe doing some single speed specific work. Uh, otherwise, like I'm going to like my training program is not going to change a whole lot. Um, but I'm doing similar to what Caitlin is talking about with some of her athletes that are in areas where it's difficult to do a traditional base training uh, phase in the wintertime. So I've been doing this winter. I've started to do reverse periodization for the first time. So I just finished last week. I finished a three week VO2 max block. 
where I started with like four by four VO two max and worked up to six by four VO two max all in the trainer. Um, and now I'm going to start next week with six by four and work up to eight by four. And that's kind of the goal by the end of the, this VO two max block is to get, get up to eight by four. Um, keeping it super, super simple. I think that's kind of like a theme for what I'm going to try to adopt this year is like really simplify the structured workouts and not do anything like super crazy. Just like focus on, okay, whatever, whatever energy system I'm trying to uh, work on, just like make the workout pretty simple and follow it. Uh, So yeah, been doing that. Got the mid South coming up. My, my only like real a race all year right now that's on the calendar isn't until September. So I pretty much have like an entire season to train for that. So I'm not, I'm not like even really worried about that or focused on that too much right now. What is that? But yeah, I've been doing a lot of cross training. So a lot of skiing, cross country skiing, um, a lot of running. Uh, my gym sessions have been rock climbing. I probably should actually include some real weight training at some point here. Now that I, I actually have a gym membership now because the rock climbing gym has a yeah, gym. Maybe you can like, um, but I haven't utilized you can like it yet. Strap a, a, a barbell with weights on it and do rock climbing with that and then that would be yeah that i mean that's be, like that would be that's like what the hardcore climbers dylan, would, do i'm not would that be enough would that, that be yet. enough load dylan rock climbing with weights on your back um i feel like that would be a lot of load on my fingers and forearms <laughs> if i just rock climb with my normal body weight my fingers and forearms are wrecked for days <laughs> <laughs> yeah wait what's that uh, september yeah, that's about it, though. what's that september yeah. race that you mentioned a oh, race. that's the Dakota Five O. It's like oh. it's a it's a big uh, regional mountain bike race. Adam's gonna win it. That I really want to win. Like, uh, even though this year I'm not putting as much emphasis on bike racing, it's like that's a race that I still want to win really you badly. You've been wanting to win that race for years, man. You got to do it. <laughs> I know. Just win. Yeah, I've done it three times. I got twelfth, fifth, and third. Nice. Oh. So moving in the right direction yeah just gotta gotta do it yep so we'll see maybe this whole reverse periodization thing will help what i plan on doing is like starting with this vo2 max stuff um i didn't do any like tabatas or anaerobic stuff Uh, i just jumped straight into vo2 max training so i'm doing vo2 max then kind of transitioning into some threshold and tempo and then going to go backwards from there so i'll finish the season like probably get into like vo2 max phase in august again and then kind of tune up for for the big race nice that was that was fun yeah 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 Yeah, i figured it'd be fun like we we talk about training a lot but we don't we we haven't talked as much about like the ins and outs of our own training so uh especially since like you know caitlin you know we were working together last year but now that you know you're self-coached again like it's just it's just fun to hear what each of us are doing with with our own training Mm -hmm. yeah agreed sweet well we'll cut it there but thanks guys all right next week well next week we had a special episode but maybe two weeks from now we'll do our polar plunge or our cold plunge episode yeah, i gotta do gonna, some i gotta do some research on pl- cold I'm plunges just gonna, i'm that. just gonna keep taking these cold showers f- and not know why i'm doing it other than adam other <laughs> exactly. than adam told me to <laughs> <laughs> yep exactly yeah, okay All right, folks, thanks for tuning in for the latest episode of the Matchbox Podcast. Like I said at the beginning, you can send any questions or topic suggestions to matchboxpod at gmail.com with email title, the Matchbox Podcast. Links to each of our social media pages can be found in the show notes. Tune in next week for another endurance training-related discussion and learn more about how you can find that extra match for your next big event. Catch you all soon. Let's go!
Can I trust my coach? That's a good question. And we believe that you should totally be asking that question if you're working with a coach. And when it comes to the coaches at Ignition Coach Co., I like to say the proof is in the pudding. Every single one of our coaches has high levels of racing experience. Or in other words, our coaches are fast. And if they're fast, then they can make you fast too. I mean, come on. Who do you want to be your coach? The guy with a clipboard on the sidelines or the guy with his hands in the air crossing the finish line? I don't know about you, but I'm going with the winner. Sign up for coaching today at ignitioncoachco.com.